All right, well, welcome back in to of the Reason to Believe podcast. It is uh, it's opening day today for the tribe, which fortunate uh, part about that is they're playing at, at ten o'clock Eastern time, um, which isn't too big of an issue for me. I'm, I'm it's gonna be nine o'clock for me, and for Burke it's gonna be seven. Um, yeah. But this episode is going to be a little bit of a tribe preview for the season. We wanted to get it in before the uh, before the first game was played. Um, we can start a little bit with just. Just a recap of the offseason. I um, thought about it the other day of what the biggest moves were, and I, I kind of forgotten who we'd lost, and I, I, I remember now. But um, our best tribe guy here is definitely Mike Fox. Uh, Michael, how long have you been to see uh, This will only be my second year, but, I mean, I grew up. My family has had tickets for as long as I can remember, so it's all good. But you also called me, you so, also yeah, called me an NCAA uh, expert, I think, over, over like, well, this last yeah. weekend. But it's all good. Yeah, well, you're, yeah, well, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Michael, are you, uh, you going to be staying oh, up absolutely. to watch the whole game? I think that? we're going, we're going to get some, yeah. we're going to want to go out to Barrio, get some tacos, and then uh, from there, who knows, go watch it somewhere, maybe. Got to get a mark, blood orange, blood nice. orange mark. Yeah, maybe I will. I was, I was playing out of mark, so I'll have to try it out. For the best. I'm a little bit torn. I have a I have a concert tonight with one of my favorite artists, Devin Dawson. Shout out to Devin Dawson. Um, but it starts at eight here. It'll probably be over at like yeah, ten. Catch, so you catch the last few innings at worst. I'll miss the well. I'll miss the first like three or four innings, so I'll be able to see the end. But I'm going to be getting back for getting back from the concert after a couple of beers. The tribe's going to be out. I'm friggin' pumped about that. So doesn't get much better than um, that. But uh, but so okay. So Fox, take me through kind of. Uh, the biggest moves of the offseason. I mean, obviously losing yeah. Santana. Uh, Jay Bruce is a late-season addition, losing him. Well, so uh, first of all, it's kind of just to recap the offseason for the MLB overall. Um, a lot of moves. I mean, it was actually more of a slow offseason. Probably the slowest in MLB history. Um, Yankees went out and added Giancarlo Stanton uh, through a trade, added 59 homers to their already – um, best best in best in baseball or most home runs in baseball lineup. Uh, Red Sox added JD Martinez, probably was the best free agent outfielder. Also, usually from his time in Detroit, crushes the tribe. Unfortunately, tribe killer, yeah. tribe killer with yeah. the Tigers. Uh, God, Astros he had our numbers so bad. Yeah, ridiculous. But Astros uh, added Garrett Cole to to their pretty darn good uh, rotation. Cubs added Darvish. Uh, what else? Twins. Twins. Uh, for the, in the division, the Twins added some pitching. Added uh, Logan. Twins are going to be okay. I know. I mean, kind of uh, discount the, the bottom of the Central. The Royals, the Tigers, and the White Sox aren't going to be very good. But the Twins, I mean, people forget they made the uh, wild card game last year and wild had card. a lead on the Yankees before, uh, before they – that one, but that would have been nice. Bucks and getting hurt, but anyways, <laughs> that foreigner then, on the Angels too, a pitcher or hitter. What's that? Oh, Otani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. Who got Otani though? The, the Angels. Uh, Angels. Yeah. Oh. Jeff, you big. You Jeff, um, you uh, Angels fan now? 
No, I'm not, but the tribe's playing out here next week, which is awesome. So we're going to the game. Oh, crap, crap about that. That is sweet. And, and I will go watch Mike Trout play any day of the week. Oh, yeah, for sure. But um, so there's basically people are talking about, like, there's this big seven teams in baseball this year um, that have legit shots at bringing home a championship. You got the defending champs, the Astros. You got the Nationals, Tribe. Obviously, um, Dodgers, uh, Yank- Yankees, Red, Red Sox, Sox. Six, and then Cubs. So, I mean, yeah. it's pretty – I mean, kind of get the feeling that Cleveland's sort of taking it for granted that we've been this good for – I mean, since really 2013, we've had high expectation, legit high expectation um, going into a season. So, uh, we'll see what happens this year. Um but yeah, back to your question, we added, we lost Carlos Santana, a huge part uh, of the offense and defense, really made himself a huge, or a, a great uh, defensive first baseman, was a guy that would play every day, um, would want to play every day, was durable, put up good ABs all the time. He's a big glue guy. I remember when we were guy. talking about him like three, four years ago, you guys were like, ah, he's not like, I mean, standing on his own. He's not much, and I was just like, dude, I think on a great team, he would be such a key part, which still is, like, not enough reason to keep someone around unless you had the great squad. But he had but he had started to get, he had started to get better. He had a couple he, – he It's also he according to where you bat the lineup, best, too. You know, you got that help and less pressure, and so True. it is. He always yeah. – but he was always good. He always loaded up on the pitch count for the us. The man had the best eye I've ever events. watched in a Cleveland uniform. It's crazy. He'd have two strikes on him and get to – a full count so often it was freaky yeah he was he, like i said he always put up good ab's no matter what what uh, the count was put a yeah. good swing on it but um also lost brian shaw kind of the same thing as his willingness to pitch every game if asked i mean he had the most appearances in baseball last year um it's gonna be hard to replace a guy like that um i know people have said it before but it's gonna take at least two arms people to step up in our bullpen um, to make up for that loss. Um, uh, let's see. How do you I think mean, Olsen's going to be? He, like, had a kind well, of a yeah. wild history, and then last year just locked in. I think he had zero earned runs. Tyler Olsen. Yeah, he might, yeah, he might give up a run this year. I don't know. <laughs> we'll um, see. <laughs> but, no, yeah, he's – I mean, I think he'll, he'll be great. I Honestly, I think he's a good pitcher. He's, he'll be – I mean, he's he was more of a matchup guy kind of last year, and I think he'll be. He's a yeah, lefty, yeah. right? He's more of a matchup lefty guy last year. I think he'll have <laughs> obviously be um, put in a position to pitch more this year, face more righties, and that'll be interesting to see how he does there. But um, I think Tito and the, the staff has a lot of confidence in him. Um, and then the other one was was Jay Bruce, which we only had for portion true, of the yeah. season. So hopefully, uh, Brant can come back and kind of pick up uh, where Bruce left off. They start obviously starting the year on the DL. Um, but, but we'll see. And then we added uh, Yonder, who I think is going to be huge um, to replace Santana, basically. Um, another lefty bat. Uh, can I, I think he's actually a really good fit for the team, not just because of his numbers. I mean, he was an all-star last year. People, people don't realize that. He had 28 home runs. People yeah. forget that. I mean, our infield. I was looking at our infield. And I was just kind of like going through it. I was every single one of them had been all stars. They're they're all awesome. Three of the four. Oh yeah. So yeah, Kip, the four were all Kip year, starting second, so. right? 
It's pretty. Well, Kip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty right. ridiculous. Um, well, Yonder is such an interesting guy to add to the team because he had such an anomaly of a season last year. But supposedly, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Supposedly, it's because he switched something up with the swing, yeah. and he had a huge, a huge year. And I think he had a huge like month of May or something like that where he had had an unbelievable run. And kind of tailed off at the end of the season, but still had a you know solid numbers that he put up. So it'll be interesting to see what he does here. But it seems like a lot of times when we get these guys, you put them in our lineup, you put them into a Tito, and they're a lot more comfortable, and they just play better with with this with this team. So um, you know, hopefully that's the case with him. What is that, is that accurate? With, yeah, he with was, Yonder, he's part of that uh, launch angle revolution where everyone's kind of, it's the Josh Donaldson okay. way who kind of started it. it was, Kind of, I don't know, trying to get people to elevate the, the ball as opposed to hitting. I mean, you growing up, even us, I think you guys remember, would, would be told to, like, hit down on the Contact. ball, hit the top half of the ball, all that stuff. Um, but it kind of goes against that that uh, way of thinking, um, what, what Donaldson has done for, for really all of baseball. Um, so, so those were the, that was the big acquisition. Um, obviously we're gonna have to, we had a good pen last year. I mean, you think about what they, when we went into the playoffs, they had a, like McAllister didn't make the rotate, like the, the pen, there were a lot of, we just had so many arms. So even though we lost Shaw, who's probably basically two arms, we do have a lot of guys, Otero, McAllister, Olsen. We got guys who can kind of fill in that role, I think. So we got, I mean, in the bullpen to Um, start the year, we have Cody Allen. Andrew Miller, obviously, Otero, Goody, McAllister, and then the newcomer, Matt Belial. And, I mean, I, we're going to have to have people step up to – guys to step up to uh, to, re- to replace Joe – we forgot, we didn't talk about Joe Smith. Is, losing Joe Smith and uh, Brian Shaw. Yeah. Is, that, is, is Belial the guy who we picked up and signed to a minor league contract and he was somebody's closer for half the season yeah, last year? Yeah, he, he, he came to us – is a non-roster invitee or whatever. Him and it came, basically it came down to him and another guy in the same kind of boat. But he's he's an older guy. I think he's was like he the twins closer plus. I think he, I don't know how old he is, but I don't know exactly. I, I, he may I don't even know if he was a closer or what. I th- I'm pretty sure if that's who I'm thinking of, he was a closer for half the season last year for a team. And I remember people being like, you know, that's a that's a pretty decent signing because that guy was actually this team's closer for like the second half of the year and was pretty yeah. good. Um, and you're putting him in to be like the you know fourth or fifth guy in the bullpen. Yeah. It's that's not a bad pick. Yeah. Guy, guy, Zach um, McAllister kind of. I've always like been a little sketchy about him just because he could throw so hard. I feel like he, and I hate saying this because we don't see what's like behind the scenes, how hard people are working and all that stuff. But he's like the opposite of of Josh Tomlin. I always think if you put McAllister's arm, who can hit, he throws high nineties on uh, Tomlin. Tomlin would be a Corey Kluber type guy as a perennial all-star yeah. but but I think if he can kind of have a big contribution this year that'll go a long way to helping helping this team um yeah and then so as far as just kind of setting the roster up um there's a couple different storylines I guess you got the catching situation where it's probably gonna be Jan and uh and Roberto uh, but you got Francisco Mejia who we'll talk about a little bit down the road here. Um, but first base, you got Yonder. Um, second, I think Kipnis is going to be starting the season yep. at second, correct? And then we got Frankie and, and Jose, so yep. short and third. Um, 
what do we got right field? Chis- is, is, is Chisenhall? Yeah, that feels where it gets kind of interesting. Chisenhall. It's all lefties. So against, so against right-handers, it'll be Chisenhall and right, Zimmer and center, and Naquin to start the year and left. I think that's what's going to happen tonight. And then yeah. where it gets interesting is not even before uh, Brantley comes back, which should be soon, um, what are they going to do? We got Rajay Guy. What are they going to do? Right? Yeah, what are they going to do against lefties? Are they going to platoon both uh, Zimmer and Chiz? Like, is Zimmer going to sit and put Rajay in center and Chiz, and get for or put Guyer in for Chiz, or are they just going to kind of do one by one? You got to you got to spell Brantley sometimes too, just because of his history with injuries and things like that. So that's when Tito is, will have his uh, work cut out to try to figure out that that formula. Um, yeah, and he's he's always so good at that, and I I think they're gonna try to filter Zimmer in more of a regular everyday role as much as they can, as long as he you know yeah. plays well with with the pitching both sides. Yeah, and that kind of those kind of things actually tend to work themselves out. I mean, especially the roster spots, um, things will happen and be like, okay, that makes sense. Well, this guy got hurt. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but if okay, this guy's swinging the bat really well. You got to get him in the lineup. All right, that move makes sense. Yeah. But, um, I hope I hope Rajay can can stay with the squad all year. I love Rajay. Yeah, I mean, I, everyone does, and I think that's a big part of the reason why. Obviously, why they brought him back, and then even going further to he he made the team. So um, it'll be interesting again to see uh, how that plays out in the outfield. So so I haven't looked at the opening day roster um, and not even necessarily the opening day roster because you got guys like Naquin who Brantley might be taking yeah. a spot when he comes up, but who are some of the guys, depth guys besides the starters that are going to be in there besides Rajay, Geyer? Um, like, are we going Eric Gonzalez? Is he on the opening yeah, day so, roster? Who do we so that's it for the outfield. Yeah, that's Rajay and Geyer are the two right-handed outfielders that, that'll be playing or they'll be on the bench. Um, and then you got Gonzalez in the last, basically the last uh, roster spot. And then Edwin and Alonzo. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you got Edwin at DH and then uh, Alonzo at first. But Gonzo is that that final guy. And the thing about that is Gio uh, Urshela is hurt to start the year, so he's on the he's on the DL to start the year. And once he gets healthy, um. We'll, see what happens because Gonzalez and Urshela don't have uh, they both do not have a uh, option to go to the the minors they're out of options so Mm -hmm. very good chance we could lose one of them Um, yeah they'll get signed I I don't even know the twins I know their shortstop got hurt I don't know what they've done or if anything outside of their their uh, farm system to uh, add a add a guy there so that's Michael can you break that down like out of options and what that's meant the past like two years and how it came about right now for most people? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, they basically, so I don't even know what the, the exact number is. As a player, as a rookie, you get so many options to be sent down, to, uh, basically times to be sent down to the minor leagues, AAA. <laughs> yeah, you just have a set number of moves, essentially. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I don't know how many there is. I'm not too familiar in all honesty to how it works, but yeah. I just know that both Gio or and Gonzalez don't have any more. So I think they could, if they really want to, I think they could say, screw it, we're going to go. We're not going to become a free agent. We're just going to go to Columbus. 
Um, and I think that's because I think that's what Napoli did. Because uh, he'll start the year in in Columbus. Yeah. But I bet you, I bet you those guys would want to go to. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I said, there's going to be a spot opening up. Um, people get hurt. I mean, there's 30 MLB teams. There's 30 shortstop. There's they could play really anywhere on the infield. Those both of those guys. And we have 12 pitchers right now, and I just don't think after a month we're gonna still have like Belisle, Goody, Olson, Otero. I don't know if all of those guys are still gonna be on the 25 man in a month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially if Salazar comes back. He's a. I don't know. Tito's got his work cut out for him. Jesus. Yeah, so 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 that kind of takes it to so let's go through their rotation and what they're going to do there because there's obviously there's a couple question marks, um, Salazar being one of them. Um, probably how how good opening or opening day rotation? Where do you think that the tribe ranks? Do you think they're the best rotation I mean, in baseball? You think they're two, three, four? What do you think? Apologize, you were breaking up. And a what bit, is the but rotation? I heard the last part of the question. Rotation, I guess, is is Kluber, Carrasco, Bauer, Tomlin, and Clevenger. Clevenger and Tomlin um, to start the year, and then I yeah. I would hope I I would hope Danny Salazar would make the or go to the bullpen once he returns. Um, I know he wants to start, and can't blame him. Why wouldn't he? Uh, but the top top. So so explain why explain explain why you feel that way. I I, I just don't think agree his, or disagree, I mean, you know better than I do. He's had what, at least four years as a starter or trying to be a starter. Um, hasn't really been super yeah. healthy. Um, even when he's in there, he's been kind of a head case. At least when he comes out of the pen, you can kind of give him a quick, quick, uh, you can yank him real quick. Um, <clears throat> and I and I think his stuff. I mean, obviously his stuff is great. He throws gas. Yeah, I always go back to that 2016 yeah. first half. Right. I mean, season. there's so definitely damn good. Of his uh, star potential, but he hasn't really sustained it. And and I just think he suits. I think he fits but perfectly at the same time. on this team as a bullpen guy. I mean, I I feel yeah, like I mean, that is could, the answer. And also time. too, when you're Tito, like you know, he's thinking about the playoff rotation. It's going to be the three guys. It's going to be Kluber, uh, Bauer, and Carrasco. Like you. I mean, Salazar is just not used, like, optimally as a starter and when it gets to crunch time. So that could be so beautiful to have him as, like, a fifth, sixth, seventh inning guy to set it up for Miller and Cody. And t- right. And Tomlin's, Gosh, Tomlin's such a good guy to have yeah. after those three, yeah. too. In the yeah, exactly. That, sure. Exactly. Yeah. And actually, another guy um, I, another guy I just thought of was is Ryan Merritt, who also is out of options to be sent down. So, And he's starting the year on the DL. So when he gets healthy, what's going to happen with him? I mean, yeah. And then what about what about that guy oh, uh, two years ago? Cody had, Anderson. I think he had Tommy John. Yeah. Who was? Yeah. Does he have any expectations? I, how, I, how is he really yeah, I know he was throwing bullpens in spring training, okay. but I don't know if he ever any game time. Uh, is he but, the one that like rides horses and stuff in the off seasons? Like a super introvert. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think he's from Cali, but he does have that like kind of Texas yeah. beard and look to him. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. So there you go. All right. So that's the rotation there. there. I mean. Yeah. I mean, as far as 
I mean, that's the squad. And that's, I mean, re- really, you know, people always, yeah. people talk about, yeah. you know, and they're big losses, you know, Santana's a big loss. And, yeah, pe- people, uh, people Shaw, saying, I mean, I've, I've, but this yeah, team I mean, is still we, so have, we obviously good. lost some big pieces and honestly, we didn't add a whole lot. We have mostly the same team as last year. Who, by the way, won what 103 games or whatever it was, most in baseball. Yeah, oh, and I mean, people forget, uh, but we technically added Brantley and Kipnis back to the mm-hmm. team this year. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. I think the biggest two additions potentially this year are healthy Brantley, which we had for for a lot of last year, but still. And he played. Really, yeah, yeah. Still he played well like when he was out there, but he wasn't. And then, and then if you can get. Yeah, and if you get if you can get Kip back to playing the way that he was two years ago, which Kip mm-hmm. does have a history of bouncing back when he's had bad seasons, and if he can be anything, and like he was thrown, he was his he was thrown season, back I mean, in the center that, field. Like you're thinking about depth and the different players and scouting and shading when he could be, yeah. you know, underneath the dugout taking swings. If he right. was, yeah, and and then Yonder, yeah. and then another so thing is that I've thought cute. about is Edwin. Um, uh, Incarnacion's, I mean, it's his second year. I think he'll be a little bit more comfortable in, in Cleveland than he was um, coming off a huge contract. Um, sure. Kind of a lot of expectations <laughs> on him. You're spot on with that. When I was in spring training, I just, like, watched him most of the time just because I was so curious. Like, he was quiet last year. You never really know. And, you know, he speaks Spanish and he gets along with some of those guys, but you just don't know how they're gelling. And he was, like, he was smiling the whole time. He was sitting next to Jose the whole time. Thank God for Jose. He's a freaking comedian. So, yeah, I, I do think that's that accurate. Like, second time around, he's just going to feel good. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah. And there's one note on Brantley, too. I was I heard this the other day. Um, I was listening to Zach Meisel or something like that, and they were asking him about, you know, every every time you get any of the Indians beat writers on any of these sports uh, – radio channels it's always you know how's Brantley doing how's Brantley doing how's Brantley doing and they were the one note that he said that I found interesting was look this time last year you know Brantley ended up I think he was on the opening day roster but like say even a month ago when Brantley was going through rehab last season he wasn't hitting at all um because of his injury but this this offseason he just hasn't been able to really get out in the field and run around and do all that kind of stuff he's been in the he's been in the cage working on his on on hitting the entire offseason so that's a huge leap from last year, even though he's not going to be on the opening day roster. I think I, his prognosis, Michael, yeah, no, if I'm wrong, I think, be I think in even, like um, probably, yeah, I think right? opening or Indians home opener yeah. is, in, is in play. It's yeah. kind of the home Dude, opener. give it two weeks. Like, none of us care about yeah. how it really comes back. Give it a while. Let him, yeah. But yeah, especially also, if the weather, I mean, the weather's, if weather thing, I feel like plays a big key too. If it's crappy like it is now in Cleveland, and yeah. just, just sit him. <laughs> yeah. Granted, yeah. Granted, he has been playing in spring training though, right. so I mean, like, he probably is somewhat ready to go. He's just and yeah. he you, you he hasn't like. I mean, he's still day. Brant. Like Lindor, the things that he said about Brantley got me so jacked up from spring training. He's like, I watch every BP of Brantley's. If I ever have a question, I go to Brantley, and like, he's just the the granddaddy of hitting on the squad. And all those guys, you know, it doesn't matter if he plays next week or in two weeks or whatever. Like, he's still that dude. Right. Yeah, and that's and everyone was talking about how you know, we gave him a lot of money this off season. I didn't know that. Um, or basically, when we when we brought him back, and people were talking about yeah, it was how, like a um, what was it eleven well, million dollar option, option Fox, right? this last year. Okay. Uh, of his contract, yeah. 
and they were basically like they were comparing that to like you know you could we love Brantley but you know he's been injured you could use that money Bruce or Carlos Santana who you know could have filled that spot and but it's just that presence of Brantley as a locker room that I think is invaluable but if he's not on the field I don't care about his presence in the locker room you know you'd rather have a you know a productive guy in that spot but you know, hopefully he'll he'll be fine, and and if he is, then I'd much rather have him over Jay yeah. Bruce. So he's a guy, and, and I saw you know, who was it? I think Kibnis was talking about how this. I mean, everyone's talking about how the the windows closing for the Indians, which it isn't really true, but it is closing yeah. for those. But it is closing for those guys that have been here for a while. Mm-hmm. Like you got you got Josh Tomlin, who's been here since he was drafted. Yeah, he's been an Indian since he was drafted in 06. You got Brantley. Um, I mean, Kipnis, we still have a few more years on, but he came up with all these guys. Um, he wants to win with these guys. Brantley, like I said, Brantley's in his last year. Uh, who else? Um, Cody. Oh, yeah, the two pitchers. Cody, Cody Allen, Allen and Andrew Miller are in the last year of their deals. Um, all those guys. I mean, that's that goes a long way. Um, that kind of camaraderie you build through coming up through the farm system and things like that. They want to win together, and they've been so close a couple times. I mean, obviously in 2016, but even last year with the best record in baseball um, and the disappointment of losing first round. They want to – oh, Chiz is another guy um, that was in his last year, but they want to do it all together and finish this thing off. So it'll be fun to watch them through through, uh, this year. Yeah, and and I don't want to get too much on to – because we're going to preview for the season, get too much on to like – you know, the, the window closing and all of that kind of stuff. But 100%, you know, relevant, the fact that you can lose Allen and Miller and the guys that you named. But realistically, as much as I love Josh Tomlin, with the guys that we have in the in the farm system oh, yeah. and everything, that is someone that yeah. I think can be replaced. Um, you, get, you got a guy like Brantley Chisenhall, Cody Allen, Andrew Miller. One or two of those guys will probably be able to be retained, I would think. Um, and then – you know, build the pen. I mean, the pen is a huge strength of ours right now, and if we lose those guys, it's going to be tough. But you still look at the roster. You go first, second, third, yeah, short. Pitching, like, starting pitching. Like, you got still loaded. So it's not. But yeah, no, I only, say, I only say Tom yeah, the rotation. I, I think I love that guy. Um, yeah. And it's pretty wild to think that oh, Napoli yeah, yeah, spent, sure. what, one or two years with us, and it made such an impact on him that he's willing to take less money. He's willing to go to AAA. Yeah. just to be around this team. And, you know, he didn't even grow up with the squad like Kipnis and those guys. So you do have, like, the comfort and the winning discount that mm-hmm. can help us out. Not that yep. that's going to, you know, by itself get a couple guys. Right. Yeah, yeah I was hoping that would happen with Carl. And, uh, and there's there's another big mm-hmm. loss that I didn't even think of. Mitch Callaway. Yeah. <laughs> no, Carl. <laughs> yeah, Carl. Carl. <laughs> uh, Love fun. Carl. But I love Mickey Calloway. But um, so so that's kind of the squad. Um, as far as expectations for the season, I mean, I, I think that they have the easiest path to the playoffs of maybe any team in baseball. Um, the Twins are probably the only team that's going to put up a fight in the division, but I could see them just getting the wild card again and the Indians right. doing what yeah, they did last as, year. As um, long as they, they stay healthy and uh, any play the way they're capable of, I mean, they shouldn't have any. They're going to get a lot of wins from those bottom three in the division. Um, and then, like like you said, the Twins will be tough, but that's, that'll be good for them. There you go. Going to get sure. a lot of wins from the top three of the rotation, too. Um, all right, so I guess one thing I want to touch on, too, before we go to, like, bold predictions or whatever, but what do you think about um, 
two guys that I'm intrigued by as far, as far as farm system guys is one, obviously Mejia and what you think his expectations are for the season. And if he's going to find a spot up here and then two, what do we do with Yandy Diaz? Is he just kind of a year away from, from making an impact? And obviously a lot of, a lot of, Circumstantial will will shake that out if Geo's playing well or any of those guys or if anybody gets hurt. Yeah, I what mean, do you think about those two guys everyone, in particular? I mean, Francisco Mejia. Everyone's talking about how his bat is ready, and which it is. Problem is, we had those two catchers up in the big leagues that are outstanding defensive catchers, and I mean, Tito's a guy that values that more than most managers. Um, third base didn't really work are, out in spring training. Third base didn't work out for Mejia. No, we tried that in the fall and in spring training, but they are going to um, try them out in the outfield uh, from what I understand in, in the Columbus. So I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, injuries always tend to happen. So you never know if, if something were to happen to one of the catchers, then he'd be the guy pulled, called up obviously, which isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, it's kind of, kind of nice, kind of nice to have that insurance. Right. Down He's in, uh, very good insurance Columbus. for that. Um, and then Yandy, uh, I guess he didn't – like, they were looking for him to – he hit the ball harder than anyone in baseball, really, last year. The problem is he was going on the ground the other way, back to that fly ball revolution, that launch angle revolution that um, that we talked about earlier. He hasn't really done that yeah. yet. He's just pounding the ball on the ground. I mean, in Triple in, uh, A, that – I mean, he's been hitting like 350-plus in AAA the past year at least. And kind of expect him to do the same. But once he uh, starts hitting the ball to left field and hitting it in the air where he can kind of drive in runs and extra base hits and home runs, then I think that – I don't think he's going to come up until that happens. But, yeah. So. <clears throat> um, but, again, yeah, it's so a nice insurance policy to have. for those two. Uh, Exactly. You get if you have to, you know, you lose you lose Eric Gonzalez. If, you know, theoretically, if he's the guy that we sent down and he gets signed by somebody else, and then Gio gets hurt, or you know, Jose needs a couple of days off or something like that, that's not a bad guy to be able to bring up and, and put in the uh, put in the lineup. Um, so <clears throat> I just wanted to do like a bold prediction slash like something like that um, as far as what you think will happen this season. One of mine is uh, I think that Trevor Bauer is going to finally, and not really say finally make the next step because he had a good year last year, but I, I'm going to say 20 wins from Bauer, which would be unbelievable. Oh, yeah. um, and, and so I, I was I was watching a video yesterday, and Fox, you can you might be able to finish what I'm saying here because I, I'm going to butcher it, but he said he was working on, he's engineering a pitch. Kluber and Strasburg? Yeah. Kluber's. Kluber's slurve and Stroman's yep. curve, I yeah, believe, that's, is what that's it was. Correct. <laughs> and it's been going really and well. He said and that it, he's like, yeah, he said he's like got it and, down. No, I know. And, and the thing about Bauer is he wouldn't be saying like he's so down to earth. Like if he didn't like, and I remember when he was first starting this, he would he'd be saying, yeah, I got it. I'm trying to figure it out a little bit. But now that he's saying like, okay, I, I think I have a beat on this thing, which I think is a huge. Uh, sign of how and he struck out uh and kind of keep uh bouncing around here but he struck out more batters than anyone in uh spring training um in in all of spring training so i mean that pitch sounds insane i know bauer's a weirdo and he's but like he's also like he, 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 like you said he wouldn't be saying he's got this down if he doesn't have it down he wouldn't bring it in the game yeah, so he he finished, have it ready to rock. i thought yeah he's saying 
like him just saying that is a sign that, okay, yeah, he may be onto something here um, that can kind of propel him to be one of the better uh, pitchers in baseball. He has like the mind of a rocket scientist. And when he got to Cleveland, he had a legit five-year plan and he knew that like around the third year when he wanted to introduce more pitches, he wanted to get comfortable as first. He wanted to work on his pitches. He started doing the driveline baseball thing where they're breaking shots down and video down to 12,000 frames per second. And he's looking at the release angle of Kluber, Strasburg, and Stroman because they're most like his. So he's doing a lot of research in the first two years. And he starts introducing like three new pitches. He tried to like just do Corey Kluber's curve by itself. Couldn't really, or he has his curve down. Tried to do Corey Kluber's slider or whatever. Yeah. Um, couldn't do it by itself. <laughs> he figures out he can combine the two. And then he knew, he said too, yeah. he's, he's, just as you pointed out, Foxy, he said two years ago he knew he was going to suck. Last year he thought he was going to be worse than he actually was. And he was like, this year everything's clicking. He's like, right after the playoffs ended last year, he went into the lab, quote-unquote, with his dad for 12 hours, broke down everything for that pitch, got to work that day, and then, like you just said, Kyle, like, that pitch is, is down um, in one offseason, and he's, he ain't lying. He's like, I feel good. Everything's clicking. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so we're – one last note on, on TB. Uh, we're at about 35 minutes, so I want to – we want to do a little bit of March Madness. I want to get your guys, you know, quote-unquote bold predictions, but – um, a cool thing I saw on Bauer yesterday was um, he he does like a YouTube channel where he can where he documents like how he throws his certain pitches he has and stuff like that. And he basically said when I was growing up, um, I always was you know would watch videos of Barry Zito and I think it was Barry Zito and he was like I really looked up to him as a pitcher and I always wanted to know like, how does he throw this how does he throw that but he's like it's, when you're watching baseball you can't figure out how a guy throws a pitch so he goes I wanted to create this youtube channel and do these videos to show very specifically how i throw specific pitches so that kids can you know model what i do and and try to learn the pitches that i throw and i just thought that was really cool he's he's such a he's such a weird like misunderstood kind of out there guy that a lot of people don't like but i I just think he's a i just think he's a weirdo but he's like a good dude um but as far as you guys, do you have any any predictions or any any guys that you think are going to take the next step? I know I love really yeah. um, But another guy who uh, I think could be huge, and people forget about how big he was in 2016, is Brandon Geyer. Um, I mean, obviously, Rajay, even at the end of 2016, hit that home run. But people forget that Brandon Geyer took a double up the gap against Chapman earlier in the inning to set up um, that home run. Uh, for Geyer, but he's a guy that can come in and face uh, the lefties and have some real success against them. So I think he could be huge again um, in 2018. Jeff, you got anybody? I know you like Kip, but... Yeah, no, I don't have any, like, bold predictions or anything. I just, on a macro level, um, I'm just... I I was telling you guys... uh, month ago that I've never been this excited about any team that I've been a fan of in my entire life. Um, obviously, we grew up with the 90s. That's why we're all such big Tribe fans. And I really think this lineup uh, can be better than those. And you'll never find a bigger Carlos Baerga fan than myself. So it does take a lot for me to say that. Um, yeah, I don't have any specific posi- uh, bold predictions, but Brantley coming back, Kidness coming back. I mean, it's, yeah. it's going to be a uh, 
pretty big. And then Zimmer, I mean, those gazelle legs are gonna steal more bases this year. Yeah. Like. Yeah, hopefully he'll just be more comfortable at the big league level too, run. which he was in the beginning, and then he kind of tailed off. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm just pumped, man. I'm I'm so excited that, that the season starts tonight. I keep like almost forgetting about it. Um, maybe because it starts so late and it's kind of a buzzkill on that. But I mean, I'll be up all night. Kirk, you're. He starts at what seven for you and Michael. You're yeah, definitely going to be up. So, um, I mean, I don't have to be up till about seven thirty or eight tomorrow, and the game will be over. Go enjoy your concert, here, so like good. you said, and come um, back and will be on. Yeah, maybe have a couple. Maybe have a couple Why more not? beers. Who knows? Um, but uh, to recap our our final four predictions uh. from the last episode, um, as I'm sure a lot of people are following along and, and documenting how well we did. Um, we all went one for four. Had a different one. We all lost Purdue, and <laughs> a then we all region, had a yeah. different winner. So, so I had Michigan, and I had Nevada who lost. I had uh, Duke who lost, and Purdue. Um, I, Foxy, who did you have? Purdue, I know you had Kansas had as your winner. And then I had the, lo- the losers. Yeah, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. and uh, Kentucky. So those both of those two didn't make or didn't Purdue. The three of the the four didn't make it out of the uh, the Sweet Sixteen. So that was pretty good. Yeah, Nevada <laughs> lost the Sweet Sixteen too. <laughs> I was watching that game yeah. going, well, there goes that prediction. Uh, Berkey, you, you uh, I had the Ramblers. Go. I had Loyola Chicago coming out of that uh, bracket, and then I had Texas A and M, epic fail. I had Purdue, and then I had uh, Duke. I thought that two three zone was gonna go far, and it did not. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's do um, let's do who we think is gonna be in the final two, and then who we think is going to win it all. Um, One shining moment, baby. We're that we'll much. Start closer. with Fox because I need to look yeah. at the bracket. We'll yeah. start with our our expert Quick Michael call. Fox because I gotta look at the bracket Quick and call me make sure I don't pick um, the same thing. I know he loves that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm more. Yeah, I'm yeah. more of the expert. I guess. Um, let's do. Uh, so now that both my teams are out, Purdue and Gonzaga, I can kind of make real predictions. You know what I mean? Um, that's Max. That's my excuse for this one. We'll see what happens. Sure, sure. We'll see what I'll have to come up with an excuse next week. But um, I'll go Villanova versus uh, Michigan in the final. I hate picking against Loyola, but I'm gonna take Michigan, and I'm gonna take Villanova or Michigan. Uh, I'm going Jeffrey. Nova versus the Ramblers, um, and then I'm I'm picking Loyola to win it all, baby. Let's go, Levin. That'd be awesome. That would Dude, be their sick. defense is suffocating. They're awesome. so selfless. They're just having a ball out there. Sister Jean, shout out, Sister Jean. Let's go, <laughs> friend of the show. Yeah, six <laughs> six man of the year <laughs> award, friend of the, friend of the program. Well, we know she's not Re- not Re- a friend of the show. Recurring guest. Everyone, but <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. As much as I love the Ramblers and Sister Jean, um, I gotta go Michigan out of the out of that out of that side, and then I'm going Nova on the other side. That I, I don't even know what his name is, but number ten, the white kid, he's on. I hate that kid. No, I'm um, <laughs> Archer, and, uh, <laughs> and then you were yeah. thinking Archie from last year. I was thinking Archie Diakono, but uh, uh, I know he's there. 2018 Archie. Yeah. Uh, Nova, Fox, who do you I have? Had, you had Nova, yeah, had Nova going over, winning it all. Uh, Michigan. So I'm going to take Michigan just because um, you took you Nova. Um, I I love the dude on Michigan. 
the big white guy. Okay, I'm not a racist. Divincenzo. I just like Divincenzo. some of the white people. Uh, no, Divincenzo. Divincenzo is the, uh, the redhead. You're talking Moritz, right? Oh, the guy from Nova. Wagner. Yeah, Moritz. Um, I I've never seen a. I saw a video. I, I don't know if I mentioned. I don't know if I. I might have mentioned this in the last episode. Um, but when Michigan hit that three to win it, their whole team was storming down to jump on yeah. the pile of uh, the guy who made the winning shot, and he stopped and, uh, you know, dapped up one of the guys on the other team and just said, hey, good game, uh, tough I loss, good fight, cool. all that kind of stuff. And, you know, even myself thinking that I would, uh, you know, thinking that I'm a good sport and all that stuff, there's never never in a million years but I've stopped and done that. Like, I would have went and dove on that pile and, and partied with my teammates. So when I saw that, I was just like, damn, that's, that's pretty cool for that guy to do that. Um, so – He's a guy that I like. I like DiVincenzo on Nova. And I, I, I honestly think Nova is just so good. But I'm going to go Michigan because, it's you know, anything it's can happen. It's definitely Nova's tournament to win clearly. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think who I want to win would probably be Loyal Chicago. It would be a great story. But I'm going to go uh, Michigan over I watched a lot Villanova. of Kansas this year. I'm shocked that they're where they are. I think Nova's going to beat them by 15, 12. Yeah. Kansas, uh, I don't know what the spread is, but Kansas – Kansas is – I mean, they were the best. They won the regular season Big 12. They won the conference tournament which in the Big 12, which is arguably – actually, not even really that arguably is the best conference in uh, – Yeah, top down. So, they, no so they've been pretty – they've been pretty consistent and good throughout the year. But, but yeah, Villanova has probably been more consistent and uh, yeah. better throughout the past, what, two, three years but, at least. Better, better guard play. Yeah. You got Jalen Brunson, DiVincenzo, studs, Bridges. They got a lot. Yeah, of it should be. Uh, it should be fun. What day is the Monday. national championship? <laughs> is it Monday? That's what I thought. Um, well, yeah. Um, just excited uh, for for a little. Any bit of other uh, final that, but, uh, thoughts at the tribe? That's it. 